Hey, y'all, this is Eric, and you're listening to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Hey, y'all, Eric here from Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast, and in this episode, we are going to have a big dog from Georgia come on. One of the main people I look up to in this sport, um, just in this lifestyle, really. Uh, he's a huge, huge advocate for deer hunting, any kind of hunting. It's, he covers the whole thing. Uh, he's a man of faith, puts God forward, which is where God deserves to be. And, I mean, he's just a great guy. He uh, shot a state record buck. And, I mean, how, how, how many people can say that? So, awesome dude. I was so thankful to have him on. Let's get started with Mr. Jay Maxwell from 4610 Productions. So, I'm sure a lot of people listening know who you are. But for those who don't, uh, just to dive right into it, you want to give us a little bit of a background on who you are, how you got into the whole hunting deal? Just sort of the story of Jay? Yep, so uh, born and raised into it. Uh, grandparents, uh, dad, uncle, just kind of born into the, the hunting world. Um, and I'm not even going to tell you when I was born, but I, I will back up into the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> not not a chip on the whole block no more. So, um, But uh, no, man, hunting clubs, uh, which really didn't exist back then. It was, it was more or less... Uh, Farmer John would just let you come on his property. Um, deer, as far as deer hunting goes, I mean, as far back as I can remember, you know, three years old, four years old, five years old, you know, building these wooden stands up in trees. And, you know, uh, of course, I was rifle hunting at that time. Um, just a camaraderie of hunting camp with your uh, uncles and, like I said, your granddads and my, my dad. And then me and my mom would come once in a while and hang out, fish in the pond. And, you know, that was that was the way we did it. And uh, turkey season, the same thing. I mean, three years old, I mean, I, I don't remember. I have pictures of me dragging a long beard, uh, you know, across the field when I was three years old with my dad and my uncle, you know, just right there in tow. And so, I mean, I, I was very, very fortunate to be raised in that kind of environment, uh, which is now led to where I'm at. I've surpassed everything that they did. They kind of had their goals of when they killed deer and how many they killed and how big of a deer they killed and how big the turkeys were. I guess kind of my goal growing up was I was so infatuated with it. I just wanted to surpass. I wanted to beat dad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to beat his dad. I wanted to beat my uncle. <laughs> and I just, the love and the passion just drove me to it. And I am where I am now, man. I'm, I've been extremely blessed and I know that and I realize that. So, um, I try to help as many people as I can now. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you you, you ain't kidding when you say you're blessed. With all the things that I've seen happen with just your hunting career and how it's uh, how it's really exploded in the past, what, five, six years as far as, like, getting out in the industry and y'all getting the recognition that you're getting. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening know about uh, Mr. State Record, which I definitely right. want to touch on. Um, cause I don't know if you've, I mean, I know that you did a little bit of a kind of a story on that when you did your, uh, trophy room episode, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, so I've, I've just really been curious about what the whole story about that buck was. Yeah. So, um, backing up to the industry thing real quick, yeah. um, dude, that's, that's something, this industry is extremely small as most of us know that are in it. Um, most of the guys that are not in inside the industry, which means you have a job with it or you're trying to get into it, don't mm-hmm. realize 
that is a very, very tiny, tiny, tiny part of this world. Yeah. And I had honestly been trying to, I mean, since a kid, man, I mean, I sent, dude, I was 15 years old when I sent Will Primos had just taken Brad Ferris in mm-hmm. and Will was kind of like my role model, my icon. That's, that's who I, I was like, these, these Ronnie Cuz and all the boys, they were, they were just like, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, Dave and Harold Knight. I mean, I, I watched, every episode you could possibly imagine in fact i still have every vhs tape there is in my basement but the good stuff you know i i sent will and brad a resume dude with pictures and i mean everything i could think of every bit of knowledge that i had at 15 years old going i want to do this for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life and uh, of course will's typical response if you if you know will i know him pretty good now but uh, Jay, it's better if you just stay in school, son, and 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 get that degree and go make a lot of money because this ain't gonna pay it. <laughs> he he was probably right at that time, and I I love him to death. But uh, but uh, I'm glad I am where I am now. Mm-hmm. And yes, the state record. Um, so kind of kind of a backstory on Big Deer for me. Um, I grew up in a little town of Thompson, Georgia, in McDuffie County, and anybody in the state of Georgia or anybody outside can look up McDuffie County. Yep. And I do a lot of work just, out there, so I know what you're talking about. There you go. So we, we grew up with uh, large numbers of deer, not large deer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we all hunted for a bigger racked buck, you know, at some point in time, but throughout my life, it was more like killing does. And if you get a shot at a buck and he's got a rack on his head and I mean, rack, I'm talking, you know, 80 inch eight pointer or yeah. better, you done done something. So, um, I was, I was lucky enough to grow up into that bow hunting and that killing my first deer at uh, 12, I think with the bow six with the rifle and just kind of took off from there. But I was stacking them up with the bow and arrow. I mean, ever since when I started with my first and I was just, you know, man, we hunt cemeteries trees and water oaks and, uh, pin oaks and, you know, find your white oaks drop a little after that, your red oaks, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's what we concentrated on. And I got really good at it. Um, and of course I had, I had help with my dad, and my uncle, my granddad, the one that hunted the most, he died before I was born mm-hmm. and my dad's dad died when I was seven. So I really didn't get to hunt with them much, but we climbed, you know, we hunted trees back then with, uh, with pole spikes. And a lot of you going to be like, what is a pole spike? But yeah, I'm my one granddad, <laughs> yeah, my granddad worked for the Georgia power company okay. for a long time. And you used to climb telephone poles to work on the power company with spikes like strapped to your leg with these little two inch gaps and you just oh, walk right up the pole okay. well that just you know with big hunters in my family they were like hey we just climb trees this way yeah so that's what we did dude. we we built our own lock-on stands out of three-quarter inch conduit and plywood and uh it's the neatest thing ever i wish i could post a picture up to show you yeah i actually got one right here in my garage that i built back then but we built them things up we put them over our shoulder and walk up any tree you wanted to Strap that stand on there, stand on top of it. You don't sit on anything. You stand up the whole time. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of the way we did it. But um, so as far as big deer, there there was no such thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I graduated high school in 1997, and I went to ABAC, down a little college down in South Georgia. Uh-huh. Some of you know about it. And um, kind of a country boy school. I was kind of too dumb to get in anywhere else. So uh, ABAC was my my uh, my way out of the house. Uh, partying, a little hunting when I wanted to, and, and go to school, so they say. So, yeah. uh, But that year, in 97, I killed a deer in McDuffie County on opening day of the season, low season, 
off super hot, killed him over honeysuckles. Uh, I found a spot that was just tore up with buck sign, and the deer went like 102 and, I don't know, like 5'8 or something. And he actually went in the record book like number two in the county. <laughs> and I was like, at, at the time, I mean, this is the kind of deer, man, you, you got to you got to ride this thing around town. For, oh, yeah. For a while. So, you know, we throw this deer in the back of the truck, and, you know, I haul him all over the place. And, um, pack ice bags all around him and, you know, whatnot. Funny, real quick, funny story on that. Yeah. I actually, I actually, three or four hours after I killed him, after we'd done the Mexican restaurant, I made the loops in town. <laughs> you know, a little small town, y'all. Yeah. This is, you know, this is, you cruise around McDonald's and you go you know, across town and you cruise around Sonic and back to McDonald's. And you get the tailgate open the whole time. So I'm showing this big old thing off, you know. And it's just a little 15 inch eight pointer. You know, today it's a little 15 inch eight pointer. Most people wouldn't even think about shooting. Yeah. But uh, back then it was a big deal. So the, the processor was like eight or 10 miles out of town. So I'm, I'm, I'm big stuff, you know. I'm 16, 17 years old, whatever I was. Mm-hmm drive up there to that processor man I'm, I'm bowed up man I, my head won't even get out the truck and i back up you know i got this big jacked up truck and these flow masters of my brother-in-law's truck at the time and i backed the truck up and hopped out of it you know my arms all swelled up and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah walked around the back of the truck deer's gone <laughs> i was like i mean freaked <laughs> out my brother-in-law freaked out no. i freaked out we were like what do we do so we were like he fell out of the truck oh, jumped man. back in the truck here we go couple turns down the road we threw the sucker out in the road Jeez. we were just cutting up and listening to music and having a good time celebrating yep. threw the deer out in the double yellow line <laughs> Crack, actually cracked one of his g2s this guy still got a chip in it today so i, I, I won't ever forget that story but yeah but pretty funny but That's that funny, was my man. first big deer you know with a bow especially and went number two in the book yeah and um you know i just never really thought about killing i mean a 120 inch deer man was like unheard of yeah like, i mean yes they my, maybe my granddads have killed some nice deer but we we just didn't see them yeah they, we were just you can go i could go and show you 30 deer in one sip she ain't seen a big deer yeah i mean what's, so, what's funny to me about uh the size of the deer you were just talking about that's actually just about the same size of that buck i sent you from three weeks ago yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i had chip score him and he came out at like 102 and 48 so i'm over here kind of I, I totally understand what you're talking about because now I'm after that 120 and then, you know, yep. all of that. So it's it's honestly kind of cool to hear that, you know, that was like your first big deer because now it's my first big deer. So I'm like, all right, now yes. I know where to go from here. Yeah, you're, you're in good shape. So yes, it, it's funny because, you know, people people come to me now and they're like, how, how do you hold it together on, on killing all these big deer? And I'm like, well, uh, I killed like probably the first 50 deer that came in bow range. Like literally, yeah, you got a lot of practice. If four, if, <laughs> if four showed up on the persimmon tree that night, four of them got shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just that was just the way it was, man. So, you know, experience helps that out a lot. Of course, shot angles and whatnot with the bow and arrow, man. You really got to know what you're doing. You oh, can't yeah. just. I mean, I can't say you can't get lucky and go kill one, but you you better have your eyes dotted and your t's crossed so you know you know what what's happening. But but uh, you know. Big deer just wasn't so big deer just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So that led me up to in about this time frame, Illinois was a big talk. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to you want to kill a big deer like a Pope and young deer, you got to go to this Illinois. Yep. And I'm like, what? Well, what's in Illinois? You know? Well, soybeans and corn. Everything soybeans and corn. <laughs> okay. So I fell into it. Me and a buddy of mine, Kevin Watkins, we uh jumped in jumped in a uh, Ford Explorer and we took off up there, hunting some public land. And I killed like a. I actually killed like a 128 inch 
295-pound seven-pointer on the last Lord. day I was there on public land. He had a broke tie, and I actually watched him, yeah, I watched him get beat by probably a 140. And he came right under me, and he was like a cow. I'll never forget that yeah. deer walking, just how he just sounded. And I put one right between his shoulder blades and killed him. And uh, I was like, wow. And I saw some good deer that week. And I was like, man, this is this this place is crazy. Yeah, those so, northern deer are no joke, man. I'm from Illinois, and I remember as a yeah, kid, me and my right. dad would go out to the local um, game preserve, and there was a field we would, you know, just be able to watch the deer herd. And I mean, Georgia deer can get big. I mean, I've I've seen, you know, Lee and the boys kill a lot of, you know, heavy set deer, but man, those those northern deer are something else. It's it's ridiculous to change. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's. 300 350 yeah. pounds i mean it's it's ridiculous food source man mm-hmm. i mean that's, that's what it is they just sit there packing on all the time there's always a good food source so yeah they they grow as big as you can get oh yeah and of course there's some kind of genetic thing too i'm sure like a different breed there's several breeds all over the united states and i'm sure that they got one of the wisconsin breeds or whatever it is yeah but uh but you know that just kind of like I couldn't afford to go back for several years. I was in college, you know, just doing my thing, mm-hmm. and I killed killed some more nice deer, but nothing, you know, nothing even close to that seven pointer I killed. And in 2004, my first paid hunt that I ever went on, first first, I was a hunting guide at the time, full time, mm-hmm. and I had some. My, my brother-in-law again he went up there and he was like he went a year before and he was like dude you gotta come up here man there's shooters there's these giants everywhere <laughs> and i was like and man i was rolling that time man i was i was a guy dude i was i, I had a free truck i had free food i had a free place to stay Living i was getting life. tips left and right <laughs> i didn't have i didn't have i, mean, I might have had a girlfriend i wasn't married yeah. didn't have no kids so i had to stash cash and i was like man i'm going hunting so i went to this outfitter paying 2500 to hunt for the whole entire week and I remember us talking about like where we wanted to go. And I was like, put me in like a spot that I can see. Because as you, as you know, I'm a huge turkey hunter, right? Oh I've yeah. Been a turkey hunter since I was born. I love to call. Well, I love to call deer just as much as I do turkeys. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, put me in the most visible spot. Cause I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to see one of these deer and I'm going to call. And, uh, long story short again first afternoon he puts me in this little pinch and i can see 300 yards that way and 300 yards that way saw what i thought was a big deer come across the end down there went to calling rattling grunting snorting bumming everything you could do this is 2004 yeah i still ain't killed a, i still have not killed a pope and young yet and uh wow sure enough man this deer turns and on the straight disappears for a little bit he comes back out here he comes and he's the wind ain't perfect by any means but i'm like and i'm shooting a hoyt at the time at 80 pounds I mean, I, I was, I was, I could shoot back then. I felt like I could shoot through a house. Yeah. I don't care where the deer was at. I shot 80 pounds for a long time. I shot muzzy fixed broadheads when they were in Cartersville, Georgia. It was a strong built broadhead and I felt super confident. So this deer's quarter to me coming, coming, dude, he's closing like 40 yards. I pulled a bow back and, I, and I'll never forget right now. Like I'm pulling the bow back on a freaking giant. Like this deer is going to be poking y'all. Yeah. And he closes the distance, 30, you know, 23 yards. He's slightly quartered. I just put it right on his shoulder blade, touched it off, zipped right through it, watched the deer fall over. And, I mean, I just sent me over there. He's 155 and 6 eighths or something like that. Non-typical 14-pointer, just beautiful. The first afternoon, called him up, killed him. Good and Lord, man. It's funny, <laughs> since then, that was 2004, right? Yeah. So that's, that's a long time ago, but not too long ago. Yeah, not too far and, away. No, I mean... 
I think of anything in the 2000s is not very long. No, it so, still feels like yesterday. You know, I mean, I was now, a kid then, yeah, but still. I just killed like, I just killed my 23, 23rd Pope and Young. Man. You know, and three Boone and Crockett's. Two, two, two actually nets and one, one gross. Yeah. With the bow, with the bow. So I've been, I think that just kind of kicked it off. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and, you know, and then we skipped to the next year. I killed a 175, you know, up there in public land. And then. I skip you skip on up to 2007 and we're at the state record and that's when suburban hunting became a thing for me um I got married I moved um somewhat not not Atlanta but I moved outside of Atlanta but I was working in Atlanta okay and I had taken a sales job that allowed me to go to customers houses and I had just started learning about all the deer that are around these houses mm-hmm. and that the county which is very intriguing to me. I had no idea until that time frame that the county was bow only, no guns allowed. I mean, I'm a country boy, man. I don't know. Yeah. I think every I can gun hunt everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I and then I, you get up there and you start working. You're like, gun hunt around here's houses everywhere, but you can bow hunt. Like you can hunt in the city with a bow. Yeah. And I'm like, heck yeah, dude. So immediately, like as I'm going to customers' houses, I'm starting to look for sign. And this in particular house. I went to, I look, I, I was, you know, coming around the house. Well, there's a big old rubber. There's a big rubber. This is in like October. Okay. So they're already kind of starting to do their thing a little bit, not too much. And, but, you know, there was a big, I found a huge scrape. I saw a doe in a phone. I remember all this. Yeah. And I remember talking to my customer, super nice guy. And um, he was like, I was like, what up, you know, deer hunting? Like, oh, I see deer all the time. I see big bucks all the time. And I'm like, you know, even at that time, I was like, this dude probably don't know what a big buck is. Yeah. He's probably got like a six-pointer big buck. And I was like, well, would you mind if I, like, you know, came over here and hunted sometime, like, with my bow and arrow? And he's like, what? And he says, is that legal? You know, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, you can hunt city limits with a bow and arrow, blah, 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 Fulton County, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, sure, I don't care. And I remember going back and, like, looking up at the trees, and I'm looking at the house over there across the way, and there was a big, this Looking back on it now, the woodlot was actually bigger than I thought. Mm-hmm. Because, but I was so used to country hunting in big woods, it looked teeny. Yeah. And I ended up with three acres. Of course, the three acres was a part of 20 acres that connected to another 30 acres that connected to another 100 acres. So it's like a and down the river, system. and you know, so it's not like. I'm like, you killed a deer on three acres. Yeah. It's, no, I really didn't kill the deer on three acres. You just happened to be in this spot. That's all it was. So, so that, and that's the way most of these hunts go up there. Mm-hmm. None, none of these people are killing deer on like one. I've killed deer on an acre up there. Yeah. And I mean, but that's connected to lots of other land and the deer just kind of roaming around through all this stuff. Yep. You just have permission to hunt that. So anyway, um, I kind of blew it off really. And I was like, eh, I just feel weird about it. You know, whatever. So, what most people don't know is I got hung up, like, that year, I was hung up on another deer that my brother-in-law had been chasing. A, a, a moose is what we would have called it, because I still <laughs> have not, I've killed some big deer now. I've killed a 175 yeah. at this point with my bow, and a 155, but, and I've killed a couple a couple other big deer, but nothing, nothing even close to what was about to happen. And I was working one day, November the 20th, 2007. And we were actually doing the job on that house that I had gotten permission from a month earlier. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember um, some of the guys, the homeowner and stuff, talking about all the deer that were running behind the house. You know, I call and check on my jobs all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, to make sure they're going good. And they're like, yeah, there's there's a huge bug back here, and there's deer running all over the place. And I'm like, yes, yeah, the rut. You know, they're doing that. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm not too far. I'll just come check on you guys, and I'll spend the rest of the day over there. And in the meeting, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm finna go find a dang tree back there and climb up. And I'll just, I'll just sit there. You know, I don't have nothing else to do. Yeah. So that's what I did. I got over there like lunchtime and uh, went around the backside of the house. I actually dressed like, I mean, I'm talking about head neck gloves. Dude, I'm like turkey hunting, you know, yeah. um, trying to, you know, I got my bow because some of the guys, they were the workers that were the house. They were like, man, there's a giant back here, like huge. And I'm so in my head, I'm like, maybe these guys are seeing something big, you know? So I sneak around, you know, the, like the left side of this house and drop back down in the woods a little bit. And when I say drop down in the woods, I'm, you know, I don't know, 60 yards, you know, yeah. off the back left corner of the house, kind of working my way down uh, toward this big retention pond that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And I jumped, I jumped a deer uh, real close to me, like 10 yards, oh, like wow. 10, 15 yards. It's super, super, super thick to my left, very open to my right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a big open hardwoods and this retention pond it just really got thick right down there ends up being a doe she jumps up she sees me jumps up takes off running well, when she runs she runs by a buck he stands up i see horns and it's not like a six-pointer i mean this this dude's got some yeah. meat on his head you know so you know i've got my bow in my hand and i see him get up let's call him like 40 yards maybe he gets up she runs by him immediately as soon as she runs by him he's just like grunting well there's another deer in this open area to my right like a six pointer we'll call it Mm -hmm. and he's kind of facing the whole direction she makes a loop freaking deer go everywhere they just like there's deer everywhere and i'm just standing there going what is happening here and you know they so the doe it ends up being one doe and four bucks and the doe comes across those open hardwoods to my right, going back up this big drain. And right behind her is 234 and 7 eighths inches of antler with double drops. Now, me at the time, I've already killed a pile of deer with a bow and arrow. So my brain immediately says, big deer, shooter don't care anything about his rack yep how 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 do i get an arrow in this deer it's how do game I kill time it? okay <laughs> so I'm, i've completely erased the thought that it might be a two over 200 deer on yeah. the state record deer runs off the other bucks are all behind him and they tear off across the area now i'm on the edge of my property line and luckily they're going across the three acres that i do have permission to cross the open stuff mm-hmm. so they're gone and I was like, that was a big one. And there was like, you know, there's like a 110, 120-inch eight-pointer with him. I remember a half-rack deer, uh, like a, let's, let's call it like a, you know, another 120 with half of a rack. And yeah. I remember like a six-pointer. And I just remember different bucks. And I was like, okay. My first thought was, keep the wind in your face, which I already had. Mm-hmm. It was blowing like 15 miles an hour. It was, pretty, it was ripping pretty good for Georgia that day. And I need to get, like, in range of where they all just crossed and find me a tree and i'm gonna climb up and at that that t- dude i have my my pole spikes with me and a stand i mean i can all i gotta do is run up a tree pull my bow up and i'm good yeah and uh i got in there and before i could get let's let's say i crossed the whole entire open hardwoods and i got behind this line of trees and i was kind of working my way in 
and dude, here comes the doe. Ooh, right back down through the drain, almost in the same path. Now all these deer are coming like 40 and 50 and 60 yards from me. They're close. And again, he's right behind her. They're grunting. And uh, dude, it's four bucks and they are dogging this doe. They go back down in this sort of big retention pond area and they're crashing around and grunting and just going crazy. Well, dude, I'm like tree to tree to tree to tree to tree, just moving. <laughs> and while I'm moving, I actually get within um, 20, 30 yards of one of these bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, he's facing away from me, like toward them. There's another buck I can barely see. The rest of them are crashing. There's all kinds of chaos going on. Yeah. And I just kept moving up. Well, I kind of ran out of trees. Like, I ran out of big trees. Mm-hmm. So in front of me is kind of like some thicker brush. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm stalled out. This is it. This is as far as I can go. I've got like a telephone pole-sized white oak, and I'm right beside it. And I'm kind of hiding my body behind it. I've got a 100-inch deer, you know, 120-inch deer at 30 yards or less. And all these other deer, I'm just going to be patient and watch. Dude, I don't even get it out of my mind. And she just comes walking out of the retention pond, just walking out. With her tongue, I mean, I remember her mouth open. I remember walking, and she's gonna parallel me at like 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And she comes by me. She gets like dead 12 o'clock. Everybody else is like 10 o'clock, and they're all the bucks are kind of walking out together. They're all just kind of wore out and tired. Dude, she plops down in front of me like 40 or 50 yards, just beds down. Just boom. I remember just dropping, and I was like, wow, you know, look, you know, she's right here. I got the binoculars. I'm. Well, the big deer, he's not far behind her, and I, I will never forget it. And I kind of relate it to, like, what I call it, king of the hill. Mm-hmm. So can, we used to play on hay bales when I was a kid, and, and you get on top of a big round bell, and, and somebody tries to knock you off, yeah. you're the king oh, of yeah. the hill, you know. That's, that's kind of – dude, there was this little knob, and he got on top of it, and I'll never forget the other bucks being below it. And every time one of those other bucks would try to come toward her, he would barrel down that thing. No and just, way. you know, running, yeah, and just pissed off, and then he'd come running back up. And huh. he'd back down and running back up. And I watched <laughs> this go on. I don't know how long it went on for, but it went on for a little bit. Yeah. Well, the main, the, I'm, I keep looking at her, I'm looking at him, looking at her, looking at him, looking at her, looking at him. And I'm going to say this probably went on for 10 to 15 minutes. It was a while. And I can't shoot him. He's too far. He's like 60 or 70 yards. 60 yards, we'll call it. But there's thick stuff all between us. There's like impossible. I'm not going to shoot you yeah. far anyway with the boat. And I look back, she gone. Like, she is gone. And I'm like, what? Oh, you know, I'm like, oh, where's she go? Where's she go? Where's she go? Because wherever she goes, he going to go. Yeah. So immediately I catch her. She's going to walk like 15 yards to my right, not 15 yards from me. She's like 60 probably now. Yeah. And she's moving to the right. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I look back. Well, here he comes. He's on a walk. He's. I see her, and I'm coming. Well, there's like a 10-foot gap. And this gap, I know, I know the range now, but... I was guessing 50. It was 47 yards. He's going to come right through this gap. Okay, I'm going to have to shoot this sucker at 47 yards. Yeah. Now, I just killed that one. I just killed the 175 at 41. I can shoot a bow. I shoot one pin. I know I know the compensation of my arrow. I know everything about it. Super comfortable. So here he comes. And I'm like, all right, pull it back. I'm going to have to put it right on top of his back, and I'm going to touch it off. And he's coming. He gets in the hole. As soon as he gets in the hole, I'm like, brat. And he doesn't stop. He keeps walking. I'm like, Bruh. he keeps walking. You're freaking loud. <laughs> he stops. And when he stops, his whole shoulder had already gone through my window. Oh, and now he's God. looking right at me. So while he's looking at me, I literally took like one giant step, super slow to my left. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it opened up his front shoulder. 
And when it opened up his front shoulder, I remember putting it kind of like, I shot him so far forward. I love shooting deer forward. I don't, I don't like shooting them back. I yeah. hate liver guts and all that. I'd much rather shoot one through the shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, putting the pin, like, it would kind of be like where his back meets his neck area. Okay. I knew I was going to have that much drop because he was that far. And I remember touching it off, and I remember the air just beautiful. I was shooting feathers. I shot feathers for a long time. I was shooting Eastern Axis air, and I remember those feathers just, just diving down, and I remember him just kind of hunkering down just a little bit, and I remember just, Whoa! I mean, just beautiful sound, you know. Oh, yeah. And he mule kicked and i just grabbed my bow down and i remember as soon as he started running i could see the knock and it was buried all the way up to you. i mean all you could see is the knock of a fletching sticking out of his shoulder oh, and i was like well you're dead i mean I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget that's the first thought the sucker turns and comes running dead at me no way he, ru- he runs like 10 feet left to right and then turns and comes right at me so he had so, you pegged like he knew where that arrow came from i don't know uh, I don't I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe run back down to the retention pond? Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, I, I don't know. But I'll never forget. I mean, you can't forget it, obviously. But oh, he turns, yeah. comes running. And while he's running, you know, let's, he gets halfway to me. His head is about halfway off the ground compared to his body. So he's dropped his head quite a lot. And I remember blood dumping out of his mouth and nose. He was just, and his head's going side to side to side to side. Well, he's coming quick enough to where I'm like, okay, I'm either got to go left or right. Like, he's coming right at me. And I've got my bow, you know, my grip in one hand, my string in the other. Mm-hmm. And the cam is pulled up to my face because I'm still trying to hide, like, yeah. somewhat. And he's coming right at me. Dude, this deer comes, like, less than 10 yards. I'm going to call it six or seven yards. Slows down to nothing. And he's got his head drooped down. He's breathing. He turns around. This isn't a matter of... 10 seconds yeah 12 seconds he turns around puts his butt straight to me and it hits the ground plops his front end down his head rolls back and i'll never forget looking at the white of his eyes i watched him close his eyes die right there take wow. his last breath i mean he was dead within 30 seconds easy absolutely amazing Dude. and at this time now i'm looking at his rack going what is that yeah what did i just you know, do what did i just <laughs> do yes so, um, dude, this celebration began. I called friends. I called, I even called a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I got a very good friend of mine as a lawyer. Yeah. Cause I knew, I knew that I had just killed a freaking giant and I wanted to make sure that everything was perfectly legit. Yep. What do I need to do? Who do I need to call a game warden over here? You know, and I remember calling GON, which is Georgia Outdoor News. Yep. Um, had a friend there, Steve Birch, and he was a, you know, big deal there, Daryl and all them. Mm-hmm. Called Steve and I was like, dude, I just killed a mega giant like he's like how big how big and i mean i was like at least 180 inches probably and you know, i've never had to look at a deer hold a deer that big no. yeah and uh he was like um uh, i was like what do i need to do and i'll never forget him saying load that thing up bring you in the back of the truck come on to the office come to madison georgia and i was like uh okay <laughs> so i loaded him up and um Take him to the office, and we grow scored him that night. Just you know, sitting around with friends, um, like two twenty-seven and some change. And of course, we don't, you don't know where to hold a tape on and stuff like that. Yeah. If you were to hold this rack in your hand, you just you'd be like, "What?" I mean, he's but, one uh, of the craziest bucks yeah. I've ever seen. Like, I don't, I don't even know how they could score that. To be honest, it's it's, it's pretty neat. I actually watched Duncan Doby. Yeah, he scored him at um and um. Duncan was with me, and um, 
I forget the guy's name now. He's going to kill me if he hears this podcast. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't remember. But he was a, a big-time scorer. My mind went blank. But um, went to Marietta. Went to uh, – that's where uh, North Georgia uh, – or not North uh, – North American Whitetail headquarters were. That's where I went. Um, he scored him right there. And he, he showed me, you know, running the, the cable and pulling everything mm. and – why would the veins and the horns do this and that and why and this is where you hold it i mean it was, it was pretty precise so um yeah it was awesome man i mean 234 and 7 eighths went in the book at 213 and 4 eighths net Jeez. which that's also when i started learning that you actually get deductions for a uh, you know a non-typical deer because i mean i didn't have to worry about anything like that until that point i'm like wait a minute I thought I like 234 inches. He's 234 inches, but nope. Yeah. You still get deductions. It's not typical. Yeah, I uh, I've always said nets are for fishing when it comes to scores. I mean, I know that it's kind of like me, the official you, score, but <laughs> I just I hate it when I see a deer like, you know, like the world record whitetails and stuff, and they're 340 something, three, th- and then they drop it down to like 320. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Like, come on. I'm with you, man. But, I'm, I'm totally, yeah, totally, totally with you on that one. Dude, that's that's the craziest story I think I've ever heard deer hunting. Pretty crazy, honestly. Pretty, pretty crazy. That that was my that was pretty much my first suburban buck. Jeez. And then I've killed obviously killed a lot of big ones since then. Yeah, and it blew um, up since then. Cause isn't that when you met Lee and Drew? Like, weren't y'all hunting that I same met, buck? Met met Lee and Drew the next year. They were in high school. Okay. And um, Lee called me. He was getting some advice about some stuff, and you know they were he he just started deer hunting. I mean, guys, Lee Lee did not start deer hunting until high school when he was very inquisitive and you'll hear him talk about like mm-hmm. you know um the deer in atlanta were intriguing to him and he had never really hunted much but he just some people have it have that nature in them i guess is whatever and just don't that drive and just don't know it yep and uh drew he had hunted uh he had grown up hunting a little bit they got a farm down in uh uh, Morgan County, uh, Green County, or something like that. Oh, okay. He had hunted a little bit here and there, not gung ho about it, but definitely enough to, you know, they just kind of figured it out. And oh my gosh, look at them now, man. I mean, those boys are like my brothers, um, Lee and Drew and Kendall. I love mm-hmm. them. Um, we always will be. Uh, and of course, some of you know I was on Seek One for a long time, uh, six years almost, and just absolutely loved it. But busyness of life um kids man i'm a i've been a full-time football coach until this year my son never miss a game um my, my daughter she rides horses all the time married you know it's just it's tough yeah. and you I know lee it. and drew are single <laughs> they got time they can run around and um, it was just time for me to do my own thing yeah and, i'm glad you touched on that because i was actually going to ask yep. you to kind of give us a backstory on what happened i mean i knew it happened when it happened yep. Yep. but i'm sure a lot of people listening are like you know what They'll yep. see you and they'll see forty six ten productions. Like, what is this? I thought he was with Seek One. So right, yeah, and I still and I actually I just dropped an episode tonight of this big bully eight pointer that I killed. I watched um, it. It was amazing. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was awesome. And yeah, did you? Okay, cool. Oh yeah. You know, and I'll say this: um, we go through a lot of stuff with this YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually uploaded that video while I was in Illinois last week and dropped it. Well, no, we we were about to drop it in mm-hmm. YouTube demonetize the video and what that means is i have a lot of time and effort into creating a video yeah. okay um first of all all the footage you know that you have to do uh, killing the deer and then you have to go and sit down in the office and you have to piece it all together and when we got demonetized that means that they are going to youtube marked it and said okay you can still use this and we'll still play it but we're not going to pay you a dime 
Well, I don't make much anyway, but what little bitty bit that I do make on YouTube, I like to have. Yeah, of course. I mean, at least give me a tank of gas for my freaking truck, you know? Yeah. And they, they just demonetized it. And they, <sighs> you know, and usually if it's demonetized, there's something in the video that the computer didn't like. Mm-hmm. So Ryan and I went back in uh, today, uh, or last night, Ryan went back in there, uh-huh. and I shoot this deer. Um, it's a big old bully eight-pointer. I fed him up. You know, no acres dropping yet, so I'm, I'm feeding, man. I like I love, I promote hunting yeah. deer any, any, any way, any method possible. Uh, I love it. I've done it all, and I enjoy all of it. So fed the deer. He came in, put it on him. Um, the deer drops. Well, I guess you saw the episode, so you see how much the deer dropped. Yeah, I saw the deer right. after the day you shot it. Actually, um, you I went did. Up, That's right. You yep. went up to the cooler. Yep. And I saw yep. I saw the whole thing, and I asked Chip what happened, and he told me, and I was like, "Well, I've got Jay coming on in a couple of weeks, so I'll ask him to tell the story." But yep, there you go. So watch the episode, and you, like I said, you can see I drew a dot right where my arrow, right where I would have been aiming, which is the top of the heart, mm-hmm. which I preach: shoot top of the heart, shoot top of the heart. If I'd have been trying to shoot like double lung that deer which is holding the pin like you know center center mass yep you know whatnot uh 100 would have missed him oh for sure shot, would have shot over him no doubt about it. the deer drops like eight or nine inches it's crazy there hits him and it break it hits it you would think it hits high shoulder but most people don't know when you shoot a deer with a bow man the deer doesn't drop like straight down nope okay deer twist and they roll and they do all kind of crazy stuff it's unpredictable you don't know what they're gonna do mm-hmm. and that deer rolled well when he rolled I hit him like high shoulder, which ended up being neck, back, you know, his backbone, Oof. and it, it dropped him, right? So it hits him, whack, he's down. Uh, and my first thought is like, crap, what just happened? But, you know, grab another arrow, let's finish him off. Well, the arrow actually did a really good job after inspecting him afterwards, but I put another, I laced him, put another one right in there between the shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, I filmed the deer, hit the ground, barely kick a little bit. And then I take it off of him, and then I, um, the deer kind of spins around. I put it back on him for like three seconds, and I put another one right through his shoulder blade, done. And they demonetized the entire episode because of that. <sighs> Man, so that whole thing is getting I cut the second ridiculous. shot out of there, and immediately right back. So, yeah. That's... That, that whole deal, because I remember when Lee and them went through that a few months ago, and I... I mean, I've I've been following a lot of the stuff that has been going on. Yes. And it, you know, I, I mean, I'm not gonna make it super political, but I know that I know what's going on. You know, and we yeah. all know what's going on, and it's ridiculous what they're doing while they're demonetizing that. I mean, I get it. You know, yes, it's not the ideal shot, but this thing, this happens. You know, and you show what happens. You're yeah. showing the truth, not not some edited thing that makes it look like it was a perfect story or that, no. you know, there wasn't. I mean, we're what we do is we're shooting deer they die so when you're putting that on youtube in my opinion i don't think that they they have any really any right to demonetize something like that when all you're doing is telling the truth well and we all keep it pretty clean yeah so i I just spoke with lee this this has been a big deal this past week Mm -hmm. because uh lee's nashville episode sequence nashville episode when lee kills his giant it got demonetized like four or five days after it aired why yeah, so he called me, and he was like, are you having any problems with this de- demonetizing or limited ads? And I was like, yep, and matter of fact, this just happened. So we just talked about the eight-pointer, and then a friend of mine, deer meat for dinner down in Florida. Mm-hmm. I call him, and he's like, I hadn't had a problem. Next day, boom, one of his. Oh, and I'm like, here we go again. Same thing that happened to Lee last year. 
you know, and uh, Flair and all them. So yeah. we're gonna, it's going to be a, a battle that we're just going to have to deal with. Yep. And you have to, unfortunately, we just can't show everything that we want to show everybody. And it's sad, but it is what it is. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess I guess you just got to roll with the punches and, and figure a way out to make it work. It's just, yep. I don't know. I, I, I've been trying to get my daughter into it. Um, she's seven, and she's been yep. wanting to go with me. And I, and I tell her every time, I'm like, look, you need to understand, we're not just going to watch them. I was like, a deer could possibly die. Are you okay with that? And she's like, yeah, I'm right. fine with that. So I'm like, if she can handle it, you know? But Absolutely. I don't work my, for you my daughter, my daughter killed her first day when she was seven. And, you know, I've, man, it's me. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my kid. You got you to yeah. try. You got <laughs> to at least try. So she, she did. She killed a button buck, and that button buck is actually mounted on my wall in the house. Uh, nice. And I'll have him forever. But um, that's awesome. She, my daughter just killed, and you know, this episode is coming out. Uh, I'd say about one week. We try to like one one a week is try to try to be where I'm at. Yeah. And um, dude took my daughter, and you've probably already seen the pictures. I did. But took my daughter. <laughs> uh, she she got to bow hunting really good, and she was shooting her bow really good. Switched her to a thumb release, and she started shooting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And uh, put her in a redneck blind with me, and I fed some deer up, and she kills a 207 pound seven pointer, absolute stud dog. Good lord! Uh, with her bow, heart shot him. We watched him fall. It was just special. So I can't wait to get that episode out. Um, like I said, in probably a week or so. Sounds like you're doing it right, man. It really uh, does. Fun, man. <laughs> I'm just so blessed, man. 4610. You know, if most of you don't know, it's 4610 Productions. And that's Psalm forty six ten from the Bible. Be still and know that I'm God. Yes, sir. And that's that's what I stand behind. Same thing with Seek One. Most people don't know that. That's Matthew seven seven. Seek, knock, and find. I mean, it's it all. We all just we love each other. We all tied in together, and it's just it's just awesome. God is good. That's why we're here. And uh, I just I love it, man. Yeah, I, I gotta it. be honest, man. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to y'all. Um, cause y'all were pretty much one of the first, if not the first YouTube channel that I started watching. Cause I've only been hunting for four years and yeah. you know, so I'm pretty, pretty new to it, but y'all were pretty much the reason why I got into bow hunting. And then once I saw what y'all did with your faith and with how open you were about it, it kind of got me, you know, cause I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I didn't grow up in the Sunday morning Christian family. Like it was kind of, right. it was there, but I wasn't really, you know as into it and as connected with God as I am now. And y'all right. had a huge part in that. Cause I'm like, all right, cool. I don't have to be closed off to this. I can talk about this. I can, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm right. So Amen, brother. thank you guys for that. <laughs> yeah. Very, very I mean, welcome. And that's the reason real. we do it. That is the reason that me, Lee, Drew, Kendall, all of us do this. Um, we love it. I'm here to, God put me here on this earth to love on people, to spread his word, to, you know, and this is my way. I'm, I'm, I'm not, crazy enough i'm not a very good speaker i don't like huge large crowds Mm -hmm. and this is this is my way this is how i can give back so i'm here to take as many people with me when i because i'm going to stand in front of god one day face to face and i'm going to tell him i did my best and i want to just make sure that he knows uh that i I did that and this is this is my way yeah yeah. i mean for what it's worth man i think you're doing a good job i think all of y'all are honestly thank you um yeah and it i was honestly kind of biased too when i first saw y'all because i grew up in gwinnett county and I know Lee and Drew are from pretty much the county over. Right. So I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's these local guys hunting in basically my backyard. What's, right. How? And then I saw, like, Thor and Zeus. And, oh, yeah. And then I saw your state record, and I saw Napoleon <laughs> from Drew. And I'm like, all right, hold on a yep. minute. What's going on here? So, I mean, really, I have to give a lot of credit to you guys because seeing an Atlanta group 
um, doing what y'all have been doing, and and not even and, and not even just like the whole Seek One deal. The forty six ten thing. As soon as there's a new episode, I'm watching it. And That's those awesome, first man. two that you put out, um, you know, it 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 had a it, it was similar, but it had a lot of differences, and it was more. I'm trying, it was more personal, I feel like, That's because awesome. you had yeah, that. that really um, awesome. Yeah. You had that in, that intro where it was showing you as a kid, and you had My your parents. wife and your yep. your mom and dad, and like everybody talking, yep. and I was just like, dude, this this is legit. Like this is yep. this is awesome. Um, yep. And then you shot one with the Q80 Exodus, and now you're shooting the Mega Meat. So I'm just kind of like, all right, well, you're using the same thing I am, so it obviously works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love I love fixed blades, and, and I'm, I'm I'm on the Mega Meat train right now, and it's so far. I mean, you just had T-Bone on, I think a week ago or so, you know, whatever. Yeah, it was about two. Uh, it was actually the it, Tuesday before I shot pickles, so three yeah. three and a half weeks ago. He he he's my Mega Meat man, so. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he slaughtered them, and I, I believe in it. Uh, I love that dude, man. Yeah, and, he's... Uh, it, it, you know, and the prayers, prayers for him right now. Please, everybody. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, from what he was saying, he's he's doing pretty good. I mean, I think he's supposed to go hunting this weekend, actually. He is. Um, yep, yep. yep. So hopefully this year, which is cool. Hopefully but, he can uh, knock yeah, one down. He will. He'll get it done. He oh can yeah. Bank on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. T-Bone won't let you down. <laughs> yeah, he actually. Uh, it was kind of funny that week we were talking about like my arrow setup on that podcast and I told him what I was shooting, which was a 350 spine, you know, and, and yeah. I was shooting, I'm shooting about 65 pounds. I had a 125 grain insert on the front with a yeah. hundred grain broadhead. And he's like, man, I think, you know, I think that the reason your arrows aren't flying right is because you've got too much weight up front. So yeah, that right. Friday I went up to ACE, uh, Culpepper yep. ACE up in Augusta and my boy Casey Crawley. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, I had them build me a couple arrows, and I mean, literally the next day, shot the biggest buck of my life. So, like, I honestly oh, give T Bone a ton of credit for that, for changing it. Cause, like, like what you were saying with your deer, how he ducked on you, Pickles did yeah. the same thing, man. I mean, if if yeah. if you look at the photo, you can see it was he was quartered away, and I had it. Now, granted, this is the biggest buck I've ever shot, and my heart was. I mean, honestly, if if I didn't shoot quick enough, I probably would have had a heart attack. Like it was, it was that bad. Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> and I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So absolutely. Uh, you know, I had the I had my 20 yard pin. He was at about 18 yards. I had it right in between the two shoulders, um, trying to make it either go through the offside shoulder or bury into it. And yep. I think with him ducking and turning and me, you know, probably pulling the shot a little bit, it went far back and it. I mean it that mega meat dude it it shredded both lungs i mean i was pulling the lungs out and it was just like ribbons and i'm like yeah oh my lord how yeah how man there's no doubt about it so any anytime someone posts on facebook and they're like what broadhood i'm like mega meat if you don't like if you don't like mechanical exodus i mean that's the only ones and I know G5 makes some really good ones. My buddy, they do, man. The, my daughter shot the uh, that 207 with a striker, and it's, it's very similar uh, to the Exodus. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is, man. I'm 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 pretty pumped to have that hit. Yeah, and you know, um, I think my buddy JD from Drawback Outdoors has been uh, messaging you back and forth a little bit. Um, yep. He's yep, hunting out of Cobb County, and I'm going up to his place this Saturday. And he was telling me how he's shooting the um, M3 because he's already killed two two deer. His first buck and his first doe with a bow um with the exodus and he's like dude these things are ridiculous yeah, I mean, they're pretty it, bad. They are. 
Oh yep. man. Well, uh, we're almost to an hour, so I got one more thing yep. I want to ask you about. Um, yep. Strategy. Yes. And I'm gonna give you a scenario. I'm gonna be honest. It's my scenario for this weekend. <laughs> All right. Um, as you know, I hunt in Rockdale. I'm on three acres, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you use Spartan Forge, um, but that's that's like my prediction app. And, great, yeah, great app, Lee and Drew. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I on, love I'm it. still on on X, but okay. Yeah. Um, well, on there it's been saying that it's transition area and abnormal movement, which I'm on a transition area, but the problem is. The wind is um, a little bit questionable. Mm-hmm. It's so I'm I'm facing the let me think I'm facing the north. So an eastern wind, a wind coming out of the east, or maybe like a northwest wind is usually or north wind is usually my um, my ideal wind. But it's going to be a west wind this 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 uh, weekend. Mm-hmm. And I tried knocking on both neighbors' doors to try and get permission. Unfortunately, they both said no. Yep. Um, so I'm stuck in this little funnel that, I mean, there's big bucks there. Like, you know Rockdale? They've got monsters in those woods. Um, yep. I probably have about three or four that are, you know, between 120, 140. I think one might hit 150. Um, mm, I'll send beautiful. you a picture of it after we get yeah. off of here. But right. uh, Do you think maybe trying to change, because there is one tree that I can probably get into that my wind would be okay, but the mm-hmm. problem is, it's literally right on the deer trail. Oof. So yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about hunting. Are, are you feeding the deer here? Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm real funny about hunting on top of feed. Okay. Um, I definitely like to be further and further, you know, further away from them because all these big bucks they like to loop the feed. A lot of times they don't walk straight to it. They're gonna they're gonna make a little loop and come in the downwind side of it. Okay. So, um, you can either kill, try to kill him on the loop, or my first thought, my first thought you've already done, and that's knocking on the neighbor's door and trying to come in from a different angle. Yep. <laughs> um, that's out. Okay. So, you did a good job there, but that, so that's out. And the only other thing that I could try to do to beat a deer's nose is to climb high. Okay. And when I say high, you know, I'm talking 25 feet plus. Okay. Um, and it may be uncomfortable for a lot of people. Oh, um, I hate high. I'm never, ever, ever worried about shot angle. Okay. The first thing people say, oh, that high, you'll never get a good shot at it. Man, come on. Put the air, put the air where it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, run it, run it, Run it through high. It'll come out low. It's fine. So, but you can get, you can definitely get out of there. And I'm not saying if you got a thermal coming down, that may be a problem. But usually when you get a west, northwest, northeast, you're not going to have a drop in thermal. Okay. So, um, climbing higher. I don't know if you're climbing or sticks or. No, what. I've got a climber. So I, I can get as high as I need to. I mean, I am afraid of heights, but I can I can suck it up. Well, it, you know, when you as long as you get your safety belt on, you get oh, up yeah. there, it just kind of makes you feel at home, you know? It's yep. like, okay, I'm up here, but I can't go anywhere. Yep. So I think you'll be okay. Get there early. Okay. Get high. Climb high. Climb 10 feet higher. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but it could, make, it could change the whole game if you kill him or not kill him. Okay. So right now I've got my stand set up. So basically at this property, it's my in-laws property, so I just leave my climber on the tree. Um, yeah. That way I can get in as quiet as possible. The problem is that tree only goes up about 15 feet, and then it curves. So what I was thinking is maybe not go hunt it Friday because I've got all weekend to hunt. Like I can, aside from Saturday night, I can go anytime I want to this spot. Right. Um, so I can go move the stand or just take it out and then try to be as quiet as possible. But there is one tree I was looking at 
that when that west wind comes in, it's going to blow right behind me straight to the house. And I know that these deer aren't coming from there. Um, the question is, yep. though, right now in, in this whole shifting that these bucks are doing and the middle of October, what do you, do you think morning's better or evening would be better? Oh man, now, I always base that on wind. Okay. Um, I just do. Um, I'm watching watching the drifts. I, I watch the wind hourly because it changes hourly. Yeah. And unfortunately, the um, the absolute best job in the world is the weatherman. I mean, they're 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 wrong all the time. Oh yeah. They they, they never lose their job. So, yeah. uh, man, it's it's tough. I mean, dude, I just hunted Illinois, and three in particular sits. Like I'm supposed to be hunting north wind. And it's like dead south. Oh jeez. And I'm, I mean, just, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, you're already there. I mean, it, it, you know, just, I, I'm already up here, I climbed up, I'm, I've got all this camera gear and everything, I mean, I guess I'll just sit here and, I mean, I'm, I'm out of town anyway. So. Yeah. Okay, so maybe, leave, but. maybe what I'll do then is go, whatever day this week I have time, I'll go pull the stand out completely. And mm-hmm. then, that way I'm not, because I have to take it out to go up to Cobb County anyway. Um, right. So I'll take it out. And then I'll just watch the wind when I get there. Get there probably like an hour and a half earlier than I normally would. Because um, I'm, I'm on a like dry creek on top of a ridge. So the thermal in the morning should be coming up. The question is, should be. is it come up, coming up and going behind me on a westward wind? Or is it going to go out to the field behind me? I mean, it's, it's, it's very tough. Most of the time it'll go behind me, you know, over the ridge, out to the neighbor's field. And then I have yep. no problem. So... Yep. I guess what I'll do is just take it out and then see what the wind's looking like. And, you know, if it changes, um, yep. go back in the tree I'm normally in. And then yep. if it's if it's still the way it's looking, I'll just go in that other tree and hope that God they show up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, it, you know, don't don't be scared to hunt further back, too. Yeah, like well, that's the I mean, problem. It, it's uncomfortable, but you, you'd be surprised how much closer the shot will be sometime. Yeah. I My thing with it is... I'll have to send you a picture of like a like a map picture so you can see what I'm talking about. But when I say it's like literally from one side of the trees to the other side of the trees, maybe 80 yards. Yeah. But the thing is, it backs up like what you were saying earlier. It backs up to like yeah, it backs up to about 200 acres of just nobody's hunting. I've knocked on as many doors over there as I can and talked to people in the area, and it's me and one other guy across the street on the opposite side who it doesn't even hunt these other woods. So it's literally just me hunting all of this. Right. And, but I can only hit three acres. So that's why right. I'm kind of limited on uh, what I can do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll, – I'll probably end up in that other tree and just go as high as I can handle. Get, get up there, man. <laughs> Don't be scared to go high. Gotcha. Yep. Cool, yep. man. Well, I would – dude, honestly, I could talk for another two or three hours. There are Same. so many things I wanted to ask you and so many stories and, and – so much content that's that's there um so we'll definitely have to do this again but dude i can't thank you enough man honestly i i really can't thank thank you for having me and um you you, you got a you got a great thing going thanks Uh, i wish you the best in the world i'll I'll pray for this and um and i look forward to the next one yes sir appreciate it man thank you so much all right thank you brother all right buddy Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel.